Okay, welcome back everybody to Justice for the System. Today I am joined by Anthony Sudris. Anthony, say Hello. hi. Hello. <laughs> and today we're going to be discussing whether celebrities face more harsh or lesser treatments from the justice system. Is there a bias that they are treated with from the jurors and justice system in general? What do you think? Do you have any beginning opinions on this? Uh, I think there's definitely a bias, especially among jurors. Uh, if I was a juror in a case and my favorite celebrity was up for trial, I feel like I'd be more lenient towards my celebrity in any case. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't help it. It's just like, it's your idol, it's your... It's a person that you see every day, you, you can't help but just have a different opinion on them compared to the regular man. Yeah, and it's uh, somebody that you like, so I don't. I feel like whether it's your best friend or just somebody like a celebrity that you don't know, you don't want to see them get locked up or get in trouble for anything. Mm-hmm. It could also be somebody that you don't like and could have the opposite opinion. Exactly. I feel like it kind of could go both ways. Yeah, for sure. Um, so today I personally think that, that there's a... I think that jurors have definitely a bias towards celebrities. I think that they're, in most situations, they are more lenient than the general man. And I think that the main reason because of this is because I think that the jury does not want to be made out to be cruel or the enemy in trials because of the public. The public can always just be out to get them in most situations. They don't really like to see most of the facts in a case. They just like to be like, no, this man is a role model. We see him every day. There's no way he could possibly do something this wrong. We think that the justice system is out to get them. Yeah. And I think that just will cause jurors to be more lenient towards him and not give him as harsh of treatment in a way. And I've got a bunch of examples here of celebrities in the past, and I'm going to name some of them off of you. I want you to give me your opinion on them, all right? Mm Mm-hmm. Let's go with the first one, a man named Roscoe Arbuckle, celebrity actor in the 1920s. This was during Prohibition, of course, and there was one instance that made this so popular and became one of the first big cases where people believed that the justice system was more lenient towards celebrities. So this was during Prohibition in the 20s. Uh, Roscoe Arbuckle threw a party he, know, he was known to be in, big in the party scene. And as the night went on, supposedly, Arbuckle found a girl who was sick in the bathroom. He helped her get up. He put her on the bed. It was like getting ice for her and stuff and all this other things that he claimed where he was helping the girl. But ultimately, the girl died from the party. Hmm. She died from it. And there was, he claimed that he was helping her. There was other people at the party who claimed that they heard screams from the room of Arbuckle and the girl saying that he, saying that the girl was screaming, like, get away from me and, like, don't touch me and stuff like that. And so ultimately he was being, once that came out of those reports of people saying that they heard this from the woman in that party... He was put on trial for rape and 
manslaughter, I believe it was. And ultimately, he was proven not guilty. And the juror who actually handled it went on, quote, saying, we are not trying the screen celebrity who has given joy and pleasure to the entire world. And that one quote right there is what started the whole debate and belief that the justice system had justice system had a uh, leniency towards celebrities because that one quote where he's the juror said that the celebrity gave joy and pleasure to the entire world so clearly they saw this celebrity as a positive person and clearly that the juror liked him yeah i think that's pretty prevalent in that case i mean you had a anonymous juror that came out and said that just because they, you know, they knew, like, they seen him on the big screen or he's, they seen him in pictures and everything, that they think that he's, like, a great guy or everything, that he couldn't be found guilty of this. And I feel like just because like, not every celebrity we know is who we think they are. I mean, celebrities that we see on the big screen aren't the people that they portray on the big screen. I mean, there are celebrities that have done terrible, terrible things that nobody thought was fathomable. Nobody thought that those people were even capable of doing. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that he got off easy. I mean, he did get off easy in terms of the law, but after that whole situation, Arbuckle was not able to land any more jobs. He was seen as a horrible person in the eyes of the public. He was not able to land any more acting jobs and everything. It was So he received justice in that sense, but... I still think he, considering if there was enough evidence to go towards it, because I don't know the whole case, but just from the biased quote that there is, you can tell that they were obviously leaning towards one side. But if they clearly had enough evidence to at least like try him and actually commit him of the crime, then I think like the not landing a job is just... A small price it's just, to pay. Oh, for sure. Small price to play compared to what a normal person would get in just years and years of time. Next person is Robert Downey Jr. Big man in the end game. Mm-hmm. Now, Robert Downey Jr. was in trouble with the law a lot in the 90s and 2000s whenever he was a younger man. Yeah, he was on all sorts of drugs. Oh, yeah. Always getting caught up with the law with drugs and foolish actions here and there. But the one case we're going to be talking about is how one time in the 90s, Robert Downey Jr. was caught by police driving naked in his Porsche with cocaine and a gun. (laughs) Good Lord. Now, if that's not bad enough... He proceeded to violate probation. Fail, he failed to follow probation and other things as well. Until he was ultimately finally given 180 days in county jail. And that people would think, okay, sort of justice, I guess. I mean, still doesn't seem like it's a crazy punishment for... This wasn't his first time getting in trouble with the law and then violating proba- probation... Naked driving, gun, drugs here and there. But by the way, 180 180 days in county jail. But he was allowed to leave jail on, I think it was about four occasions, to work on movies and other productions. They would let him out. They would let him out on time to go work, film a movie for however long it would take. 
which is a long time. And then he'd go back for here and there. And then they'd even let him out sometimes for post-production work. What are your thoughts? Uh, I personally feel like if I was caught with cocaine and a gun in my car driving naked, um, I feel like I would get more than 180 days. And I also feel like I wouldn't be After, allowed. And, and violated <laughs> probation. He was put on probation for that. He was... <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I feel like there's... I think for most people in the common population, if you get caught with cocaine and a gun and you're violating your probation at the same time, there is a very, very high chance you are not going to get 180 days. You are going to get some years. For sure. And you definitely aren't going to be allowed to go outside the... Go work at your job. Which is no, arguably there's no more, possible way. Which is arguably more important than just being an actor. Yeah, so you could clearly tell that his occupation as an actor was clearly seen as important and likable to the jurors considering they allowed him to leave jail about four times to work. Um, there's no way they would let a construction worker go out and just start working on a road. Yeah, just, just because oh, they, they need the road. I mean, I, I feel like if Robert Downey Jr. did that again right now, he'd be perfectly fine. Just like with everything that he's done recently with the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I, a big, you might a... not, you might not, he might even get off. Like they might just, they might just take him in, let him sober up, and then he can go back home. Like they might not even let that go public. And the next person that we're going to be talking about is Marcus Moore. This was a baseball player at a time. You're a baseball fan, do you? I have no idea who Marcus Moore. Is. All right. Well, this is Marcus Moore, <laughs> and he was acquitted from rape. One juror claimed that everybody that everybody thought he was guilty, but nobody wanted to convict him because of his social status and clearly had a bunch of fans at the time. And they were said to... Th- they supposedly believed that him being moved down to the minors was enough punishment, according, according to this one juror. Dude, you still get paid the money that is on your contract, even if you're in the minors. Mm-hmm. Like, the... <laughs> And going to the minors is not that big of a punishment. You are still getting paid those million dollars. Yeah, you're on the minors team. If anything, you're playing in an easier league, getting paid the same amount of money. Mm-hmm. Because in baseball, your money's guaranteed, despite how much, how many games you play. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, getting sent to go play easier baseball games and make the same amount of money is more of a blessing than it is a punishment. I mean, if I'm in the majors and I have to go out there and compete every day and then all of a sudden I just get sent down and I'm making the same amount of money, I'd be okay with that. I think it's like being in the NFL and they're like, oh, you want to go play in the crappy Canadian league? We'll pay you the same amount of money. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) people play in the NFL because that's where the money is. That's why people don't go play in the AFL. Mm -hmm. See, I think the fact that he wasn't found guilty is a blessing for him and of it itself. And that's, but now they're just like, but assume, forget the victim. Yeah. Forget that, the victim. That's exactly what they're saying pretty much. Cause supposedly they were all believing that he was guilty, but they thinking they're, they were thinking that him just being moved down to the minors is enough of a punishment. Yeah. I don't, it has to be the most like ridiculous thing ever. 
Yeah, there's no way that being sent down to the minors is an adequate punishment for rape. People mm-hmm. get, like, 20 years for that. Mm-hmm. Not sent down to the minors to still do their job. <laughs> and get paid millions of dollars while they do it. Now, those are some, um... Wait, no. Let's go back. Now, let's go to the most recent case. Not really a case, but... It's a recent instance, of course. Let's think about Cardi B. With her, uh... Rape and... Mm -hmm. Drugging incidents. Cardi B goes out on Instagram. She goes on Instagram Live. And for those who don't know, that's where you can just live stream on Instagram. And you can just... Talk Do whatever you want, yeah. And... Cardi B was live streaming on her Instagram and out of nowhere, no one urged her to say anything. There was just no question, but she decided to admit to the times whenever she used to be a erotic dancer, (laughs) a stripper, (laughs) a stripper before she became a rap and social figure. She she said whenever she used to be a stripper. That she admitted to drugging, raping, and stealing from men in order to jumpstart her career and earn money. Oh, Lord. This is first-hand admittance from a person, and nothing has come from it. Surviving Cardi B, man. Um, I, I just don't know how that all played out, because I'm curious as to how you can make an open confe- a confession on video and make it public and face absolutely no repercussions because mm-hmm. I don't nothing happened to her she still got album of the year mm-hmm. I mean her music sales nothing declined I mean mm-hmm. if anything she just kept making music and got further into the club scene and made more money and mm-hmm. I don't see how you can publicly publicly admit that you raped drugged and stole from people and face absolutely no consequences to your career or even get any time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like if a, if any male rapper were to do that today, I, there'd be serious repercussions. Now, I think the only thing that would probably make this, that would keep this from becoming like a case or something, would be like if they actually wanted to try her for this and bring her to court off of her own first-hand supposed confession. She could just say that she was kidding. Yeah, but I feel like, weren't there people that came out and said that, like, that was them? I mean, but I feel like that's also a pretty shaky ground for a case, mm-hmm. too. Perhaps. And I think that's the whole reason that's... But, but still, in that case of her coming out and saying something like that, nothing coming from it, Sales is not declining in the least bit. I think that's just... Yeah, I don't, nobody really batted an eye. I mean, there was like a whole Twitter hashtag, like surviving Cardi B and whatever, and people were like coming out saying like... Yeah, they were just oh, making yeah. jokes about it, but it didn't really like affect her... At all, no. Not really. I mean, NBA Youngboy lost his whole fan base when he got herpes. But he didn't rape anybody, so... <laughs> I guess that's fine. Now let's go to another rapper who's actually going to be... Sort of on the opposite side of the spectrum, but it's more about rappers in general. 
because supposedly there's a new thing that's happening where the justice system can use rappers' lyrics against them in court. They're fully allowed to take their lyrics, take it as literal... They can they can take their lyrics and make it seem as if it's like an autobiography, and they can use that against them in court. Like Bobby Shmurda, for example, whenever he was being accused of murder and gun charges and all this stuff. He did have guns, though. Yes, of course. <laughs> but there was one part where they actually used one of Bobby Shmurda's lyrics against him in one of his songs where he said, everybody catching bullet holes. And they used that against him in court. I feel like that's pretty shaky evidence, but I guess not. And he even, Bobby Shmurda even came out to say, because there was also another thing where he was like, like he quoted in a song about like selling crack and stuff like that. But Bobby Shmurda even came out to say how he's just, he was just rapping it to, because that's what the industry likes at the moment. That's what kids are liking to hear in the songs, which... He's not wrong. If you listen to 90% of rap songs nowadays, that's what you'll hear. I don't know. I don't know what made this whole trend. I think it just makes kids feel like they're cool or something like that. Whenever they hear it, kind of makes it... I don't know. I feel like it's just like the image that people want to see whenever they hear of a rapper because they imagine that like gangster lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why... But I, I mean, I guess I do know why. I mean, if, I mean, Jay Z, is a good example. Jay Z admitted to in almost every one of his songs, like, just selling crack, like all the time, like just whipping dope, like Jay Z, man, and like nobody says anything about it. But like when Bobby Shmurda, a new guy on the scene, is yeah, but you know, if it, okay, and Bobby Shmurda comes out from out of Brooklyn, right, the same mm-hmm. place that Jay Z, pretty much came out of. Mm-hmm. And Bobby Shmurda says something about it, and he ends up with charges, but, but Jay-Z doesn't. And if, but actually, if Jay-Z does go to court, they can easily use that against him. It's just that Jay-Z doesn't go to court, because, I mean, Jay-Z's out here living a billionaire life. Yeah, he is. Bobby Shmurda was trialed whenever he was up and coming. He was... But does that make he, he had He had previous charges that he was dealing with before he was... Or, before he started getting big in the rap industry, so, like... I know, but I feel like that shouldn't even make a difference, whether how oh, much it, money you have. Oh, it shouldn't, but I'm saying, clearly you could tell that Jay-Z was not having to worry about committing a crime or anything. Even whenever mo- whenever most of these charges that Bobby Shmurda was trialed with was before he became big, so Bobby Shmurda was actually, like, doing a lot of this, supposedly, in his words, to get out of the hood... He was just doing anything to get out. But that's just that's just that. But Bobby Shmurda actually also failed to get support from his label company due to his gangster image. He was unable to get his two bi- his two million dollar bail reduced. So that just that was also because of his supposed gangster image. Well, why did they sign him? They knew he was going to have a gangster image. Because that gangster image was cool. Selling, I guess. It was selling. But the second he started getting in uh, jail and law trouble, 
that gang they were on the opposite side and they didn't want to help him because of his gangster image. That's that was the whole dispute between Bobby Shmurda and his label company. And that just shows that whole side of it. Hmm. What am I in right now? Twenty one four three, not bad. Let's go for like a couple more minutes. Alright, who else do we have? Oh, I'll go back. I'll go back to the two million dollar bill thing. So Bobby Shmurda failed to get his $2 million bail reduced. I believe he had hit like three lawyers attempt to get it reduced. All of them failed to. But that was due to his gangster image. But on another side where let's go to a celebrity without a gangster image, there's Barry Bonds who during his trouble with the law, he requested a $7,500 reduction in his family support payments. And his request was granted because the judge was a self-described ardent baseball fan who even asked for the baseball star who even asked the baseball star for an autograph. <laughs> Dude. How did nobody else take that into a lower court or anything? <laughs> he he was self-described as an ardent baseball fan mm-hmm. who asked for the autograph. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, what, what did the jury decide? Did the jury decide anything? Well, he was granted it, but after a, after a while, a certain amount of time, there was a huge public outcry because, oh, cause, Bonds. because Bond's reduction was clearly due to the judges. Um, were not, like, clearly, the judges love Barry Bonds. And that caused an outcry because everybody was like, that's just unfair, it's just not equal treatment. So ultimately, after a certain time, it was reversed, but that was only because there was such an outcry. Yeah, I mean, I feel like special treatment's very prevalent in that case. I oh, mean, it's you, as obvious as it gets. Yeah, I mean, you look at Bobby Shmurda's case, and he's just act, asking for a reduction in bond, just be able to get out for a, a I mean, a couple of weeks before his case. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Barry Bonds is out here getting family plan support deductions and signing autographs in the courtroom. Yeah. Because for perjury, which is a felony. I mean, it's almost a ju- it's just as serious as Bobby Schmurter's charges. Mm-hmm. Because Bobby Schmurter didn't get lucky. The judge didn't like his music. So I think there's a clear... I think there's a clear bias in terms of celebrity status and the justice system. I think 95% of the time, if you're a celebrity and you're getting tried for something, you'll most likely get a little bit of uh, grace in terms of how the justice system, justice system will treat you just based off of previous situations like the ones I've described. But there are cases also where the fame might serve you wrong, such as Bobby Shmurda's situation where he, he got was famous and then he got so famous, and for being like a gangster, that the whole justice system saw him wrong and saw him badly for it, and they assumed that the gangster image was true, and he just that backfired on him. Yeah. But I think there's for sure bias within the system whenever it comes to celebrities. 
And I think it, sh- I think it should change because, was it the, I think it's the. I don't think it matters who you are. I think everybody should be equal in the eyes of the law. For sure. That just because you make X amount of money or you're this amount of famous, that you should have special treatment. I feel like that, I feel like more than, so I feel like celebrities don't really need that special treatment. No, not at all. Like, if they get in trouble, I mean, they're more able to pay that bail or more able to pay that fine than the average person. I mean, mm-hmm. you see, like, people all the time in low-income areas get charged for crimes, and then they face a fine that they can't even afford. But, I mean, felonies get those same things. Like, you, you think somebody, a cop's going to see Robert Downey Jr. parked in a fire lane and fine him $250 for it? No. He's Robert Downey Jr. But if they see somebody else that they don't really care about or have a bias towards, yeah, they'll write him up for a parking ticket knowing that they can't afford it. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I, f- I think there's a clear bias. I think it should be changed as well as it can be. I think that it should... I think all people should be treated equal just as it is in the Sixth Amendment. That all criminal prosecutions have the right to a speedy and public trial, blah, 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 but it's all criminal prosecutions. It's not criminal prosecutions except for celebrities, whatnot. I think they should all be treated equal, and that's just what I believe should happen, man. Well, thanks for tuning in to Justice for the System. Ace said any last words? No, man, I got nothing. I said what I needed to say. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. See you all next week.